0: What's up? It's your host Tori and who is ready to be petty? I'm just getting you ready for this week's episode of Ready to be Petty. I recorded earlier this week with Laura Beth Brown of the 20 Fun Podcast and it was so much fun. It was my first time recording with someone that I've never met. Uh, We are online friends, so I'm just going to put it out there right now in true Ready to be Petty fashion. The audio, not great. We're just going to name it right here, right now. Uh, But thanks for sticking with me as I work out these audio kinks. We had a really fun time talking about The Bachelor and some other fun stories. I call Laura Beth Laura because I'm a day class A Canadian um, and we just don't really do the to-name thing up here. Um, and she's this adorable Southern belle from the United States. So we should get into it. Enjoy my conversation with Laura Beth Brown. So excited. I have a special guest, a new internet friend, Laura from 20Fun. Hi! You? Yeah. Internet friends are so fun. I know. And internet podcast friends, even internet, more po- fun.
1: yeah, they're like the next best thing because we're all like trying to support each other, and so it's just like an extra little hug every time you need me. a new internet. Friend.
0: That's yeah. so sweet, <laughs> that is so sweet, and yeah, I feel like, especially nowadays, that's something that we we all need.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't even get on my main Instagram anymore. I'm just on the 20 fun Instagram because I feel like in my main Instagram, it's all the people, you know, like I grew up with and I went to high yeah. school with. And, you know, sometimes I just don't put you in the best of moods. So my 20 fun Instagram's all these like uplifting, inspiring people out here hustling and it makes me motivated. I don't know, it's just a much better vibe.
0: Yeah, I relate to that so much. So much. How are you doing? <laughs> um, that's a <laughs> yeah,
1: loaded intri- question. Yeah. It's a loaded question. Um, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm finding joy in small things every day. Like we were talking earlier, mm-hmm. um, candles. Yes. I'm grateful for all the candles that I've hoarded, um, like leading up to quarantine, even though I didn't know I was going to be under quarantine. Starbucks now has these little cold mm-hmm. brew concentrates at the store. And the highlight of my day is making my own venti sweet cream cold brew. And that's oh, been pretty fun. Delish. That sounds so tragic and sad. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> yeah. that's, that's just life right now. And it's so weird. I used to be so busy. and I know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm still in college. So I used to have like class and then work and then internship and then all this stuff. And now like my life is so free and unscheduled and I like don't know how to function. So.
0: I know it revolves around picking out a candle for the day.
1: It does. And like lighting it and then like, Oh, my candle so nice, and then going and like watering my plant, and then feeding my dogs, and then like all these little mundane tasks that typically, if you'd have told me this would have been my life two months ago, I'd have been
0: like, man, that sucks. But I know, I feel that too. I was saying that I have the exact same routine of picking out like which candle or which like essential oil I'm gonna put in my diffuser each morning. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, and, this will eat up a few minutes of Yeah, time. <laughs> exactly. Like, how much longer until I get to eat lunch? Like, as soon as you're done with breakfast? Like That's so true. i like, I've already planned out my next, like, eight meals because I can oh, do yeah. that nowadays.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because that's something, you know, that's, like, changing all the time. You know, like, you can stay in the same pajamas for four days, but you're not going to eat the same thing for four days, so.
0: Oh, I, I have been. Today was the first day I switched to that. I was feeling uh, very shitty about myself. So I was like, I think today's the day that I switch it up to a yoga pants So like, Mm, instead of my gray sweatsuit. So my thing has been,
1: I'm not going out anywhere. Um, so I don't want to use up all of like my, um, hair product all the time. So like I take, um, I take a shower every day and I put, my hair in a bun, and I wear this like shower cap, and I'm like, I'm saving my <laughs> hair color because I got my hair color done right before they shut everything down. Oh my god! Which I was happy about, you know, because my roots aren't terrible right now. But then again, like, I felt like I wasted it, you know, because you're not going out. Gonna yeah, nobody's oh going to see it for so me.
0: Funny, yeah. So that's like, I'm so like, funny. save
1: the color, save yeah. it, save it until you can go out, but. I don't yeah, just- I,
0: I was thinking of all the things that I was like grateful that I did before everything shut down. I was like, I got my eyebrows done. I went to the dentist, like, oh yeah. I didn't have like gel nail some of my girlfriends have like gel nail polish on their nails and like every day one of them breaks off. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: yeah. That well sucks. that's so funny. I'm in a Facebook group and I don't even remember which one, but this girl was like, I got eyelash extensions. How do I take them off myself? Like somebody
0: please help. I was like, that's rough, dude. That's like that's so, so rough. rough. Yeah. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Oh
1: gosh, she was like, My eyelashes need help. I was like, dude, I I can't help you because I don't know what to do, but man. I'm like thinking about you because
0: that <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Sending some positive thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Way. Exactly. I love that. Do you want to tell the listeners of Ready to Be Petty a little bit about yourself? You said you were a student.
1: Yeah. So I'm a college student. I'm a senior. I'll graduate. This is coming December. Um, right now, my main priority is school and the 20 Fun Podcast, which yeah. is a, pretty much a self-development podcast for people in their 20s. Each episode covers a topic um that we struggle with or a problem we go through or just something fun like what to watch on netflix um and yeah it's just been like my little saving grace especially during this time i feel like i have like a job still if that makes sense so i'm not an essential worker so i was a marketing intern and i was a babysitter which are not needed <laughs> during this quarantine time, unfortunately. Yeah. So having the podcast and, of course, school, but school is like not fun. So the podcast is like my fun little work. Like, I'm, oh, I got to go to work means I got to get on my laptop or start talking to somebody or, nice. you know, reach out to people. I don't know. It's just like my little saving grace during this time. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have it.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. And like some would say that podcasting is an essential service. Yeah, I mean really, we're
1: putting out content for people to consume while they're quarantining. Like my podcast consumption has like skyrocketed because I just, (laughs) I just put, normally I would have like listened to podcasts like in the car, um, sometimes at work, you know, but yeah, most of the time I was on the go, I didn't really like listen that much. Now, oh my gosh, there's a podcast on like all the time, seven, just, yeah. yeah, playing in the background. Sometimes when I'm like t- typing out a discussion post or something, I kind of turn them off or turn them down low. But like, it's on all the time, and I'm like running out of things. So I'm constantly looking for new ones and like finding them on Instagram and then going and listening. And then it's no. just,
0: it's. I mean, it's been fun, but I, I think that's a great thing to do. I feel the same way. Like I have my favorite podcasters that I'm listening to, and I will just. I will just listen to every single thing that they're putting out. Yeah, yeah. Can't can't say the same for the listeners of Ready Teddy. Uh, that that hasn't skyrocketed, but yeah, uh, I don't I don't think mine have either. Yeah. Unfortunately, but it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to bring Laura on the pod to talk about a few crucial uh, news stories from our time in quarantine, uh, specifically The Bachelor some Tiger King. Laura's going to educate me on Tiger King. Oh yeah. I'm excited. Just just like a small itty bitty Kardashian story that I just like am living for. I've thought it over for many, many days. So I just like, can't wait to get into it. But I think we first bonded over uh, our love And our membership in Bachelor Nation.
1: (laughs) I love uh, The Bachelor. It's, I I can't even, like, it's kind of sad, honestly, how excited I get for it. What was your first season watching?
0: I think, like, literally the first season. Because I'm a little bit older than you. Yeah, I'm 27. So. Okay you do um, not look 27. Yeah.
1: Your skin is amazing. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, 27 is not me, old. No, yeah, no, not but, at all. But yeah. I'm just like your skin looks like great <laughs> I, girl. You look good. I would not have guessed 27. I literally would have said like 22 or 23.
0: Yeah. I feel like I get that a lot, which like I, in so, in so many cases I am grateful for, trust me, but I yeah. like you want what you can't have. And I just feel like when I'm like working and being like a professional oh, yeah. gal and people are like what's this child doing in the boardroom I'm like yeah yeah I wish I looked a tad older but yeah yeah no your skin looks great <laughs> thank you um, um I, I
1: love think my that. <laughs> yeah yeah oh no yeah take it um I think my first season was Andy Dorfman
0: oh my goodness so you're a recent fan
1: yeah yeah which I loved her Yeah, me too. I started watching for her because at first I was like, I don't know what this is, you know? And then I saw like, I don't even, it wasn't even anything on social media. I didn't even think I was on social media at that point. I might've been, but um, I was like, oh, she's funny. You know, like I like her, whatever. And then I just got stuck from there. Totally. I
0: I love that you use the word stuck because that's how I feel too, is just like captured in this um, cyclical, like- Bachelor trap that we're
1: yes. in, we're stuck. Okay. Yes, no, okay. So, when Hannah B got picked to be the bachelorette, I actually said I wasn't gonna watch. Me too, <laughs> yeah. Because on whose season she was on Colton season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, on Colton season, you know, I just remembered her as being the girl who, when he was like, like let's say a toast, and she oh my god, could not think of anything to say except wrong oh pad. I yeah. was like, girl. You could have been like, to this date, to yes. an I, like yes. so, so many simple things. And then she, yeah. I was just like, I, she doesn't need to be the bachelorette. She's going to be terrible. And she turned out to be so good. Yeah. I, I said like, they the just, exact
0: same things. Yeah. They just made her edit bad or something because yeah. like his bachelorette, she was so good. I know. I know. I feel the exact same way. I was super against her. I probably said the meanest things about her and now I'm like <laughs> upset. Like I literally like dragged her, I feel like, on this very podcast. But yeah, I, she's actually become like my favorite bachelorette and I think my favorite, even like person in Bachelor Nation.
1: Yeah, I think she's my favorite post Bachelor. Like, what do you mean? Like, like my favorite person to come out of the like the of the franchise. You know, like my favorite Bachelor oh, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes I get a little. It's not annoyed. I don't get annoyed. You know, I just like how she doesn't really. Make her living off Instagram, or if she does, she does it in a way that's very subtle. Yeah, and and, you know, like I like she puts out other content than just her making money from posts. If that makes sense, you know, like one
0: hundred percent.
1: By all means, go for the influencer lifestyle. You know, like if you got it, then use it and go for it. But like, I I wish that was me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: Um, yeah, exactly. But you know, I just I feel like she's just still so herself, and she's like not fake at all. Sometimes people on The Bachelor come off as like they're acting almost and I don't really yeah. feel like it's them but her no that's like definitely who she is.
0: Yeah, I agree totally and I I've been chatting a lot about this on and off the podcast of just like how the influencer culture has kind of pulled me out of the like fantasy and like facade of the bachelor and mm-hmm. um yeah, I think she's such a like a breath of fresh air and I heard that she was offered Cause Claire was chosen, but I heard that she was offered to do it again, mm. to be the bachelorette again. And she turned it down cause it wasn't enough money. But I was like, that's amazing. Yes. I, know. I, I just got chills
1: when you said that. Oh my God, that's so sad. But I would have loved to see her as the bachelorette I know. again.
0: Me too, me too, me too, me too. I'm so embarrassed that I just got chills. But no, <laughs> she would have been so good. Sweet. I know, I know. But we know why she didn't choose it because the real love of her life is Tyler Cameron. Exactly. <laughs> they, I swear they're meant to be. Like I- Me too, me I too. I swear they are too. And
1: I totally like- they, it was uh, the bachelorette I mean I can't even imagine being on there it has to be rough you know like emotionally mm-hmm. physically mentally mm-hmm. it has to be like awful so she kind of messed up um we all make mistakes you know totally. life is hard out here totally. hers was just like caught on camera and it was like a series of bad decisions but you know like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. um, Totally. they totally. took some time apart and you know now they're like hanging out in the quarantine crew and I'm like wait <laughs> when did this happen like <laughs> what
0: Hey, what is going on? I really want to talk about the quarantine coup, but I just, I was with my sister the other day. She's like the one person I'm seeing in this quarantine, probably illegally, but she's keeping me sane. And we just had this like absolute like epiphany where we were like, do you think that Ty- like Hannah was going to pick Tyler, but then the producers knew that Jed had a girlfriend mm. and pushed her to choose That loser Jed, and we were like,
1: that's it. That's it. I believe that. Yeah. Actually, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You know, I don't what I don't understand is when these bachelor people come off, they're such good friends with the producers. You know what I mean? They post with them, and I'm like, you know, I don't really think they were your friends during this time. Like, did you see the edit you got? Like, are I we really going to like love them this much? I, I personally wouldn't. I'd be kind of like, especially if somebody did me dirty and I had a bad edit, I would be like, you could have done something about this. You're not really my friend. Like I see through this right now. I agree. But, but they just are like so close and like, I love this person. And like even Peter with that one producer acting like, you know, they're besties. And I'm I like, know. Peter, I know. Like, you, you really didn't make like the best bachelor at all no almost the worst (laughs) yeah yeah someone argued the worst we've (laughs) had so far so and you know like these producers they a lot of the cast i hear them talked about them talk about them as like they're therapists during that time
0: yeah but like they're not good therapists no like therapists have (laughs) your best interests at heart and these people have the tv show's best interests at heart
1: exactly I just I, that's always been so confusing to me on how yeah. these people are like oh this journey wouldn't have been possible without you know I don't even know the producers names but they have a picture with them yeah and I'm just like you know they like
0: made the show like all the
1: drama like they did that to you
0: totally no I agree it seems super problematic and yeah. very toxic yeah. yeah yeah it shocks me and like a lot of them uh tend like the weddings of the the people that eventually get married, like uh Jared and Ashley, there's yeah. a bunch of producers there. And I just think that's like so wild.
1: Yeah. I feel like I must be like missing something that is not, you know, like I, I, I just, I guess I don't understand the bond that they have, but like, yeah. I just, yeah. I, I truly like don't get it. Like if it were me, I would be like, you you are well, trying to make me do these bad things you know like does peter look at that producer he's friends with and he's like was that you who brought victoria's ex on to be a country yeah. singer? you know like
0: which like one all of, was of these was things yeah. Yeah. yeah like i'd be like who did it yeah i like, want to know you know like i just <laughs> no i, I don't agree. get it i think like you hit a good point though is like shared experiences bond people together so maybe it just is like this we experience this crazy thing together just yeah. like this core group and maybe that's what really connects them.
1: Yeah I mean it's got to be something that like I'm just not getting it must be yeah. like a thing where like, you have to go through it to like you wouldn't understand yeah, yeah.
0: I really don't understand. <laughs> yeah you're like please explain it. I'm, yeah I'm I don't get angry.
1: how you guys are like such good besties when they like did you dirty for so long, two months of your life,
0: yeah, <laughs> no, and like did basically permanent damage. <laughs> like, yes, so especially yeah. Peter. Like, I don't think there's any coming back from that.
1: Yeah, or if you're the villain and like, like, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. Where,
1: where was that when you were trying to get me to like say the like when they, you know, it's like the producers that are that try to get the like the people they put off as like the weird people to do like the goofy stuff, you know, like yeah. Hannah B and the Roar, for example. You know, like they made a Roar when it was like just her like later off camera.
0: Yeah. That made her look so dumb. I know. I know. I would be forever pissed, but I hold grudges. Like, see, okay. I kind (laughs) of do too. I kind of do too.
1: So I would be like, you made me roar on national TV (laughs) and you took it out of context.
0: Yeah. You made me look like literally a lunatic. (laughs) Exactly.
1: I'd be so mad about it, but that's also why like I couldn't do reality TV.
0: Yeah. I know. I like want to, but feel like I don't have the capacity to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Like I feel like that's a pipe dream that I'll just never accomplish or should should never accomplish. Yeah. 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 Really. You brought up the quarantine crew a little bit earlier. This is just like content that I'm I'm doing like a shoveling (laughs) motion into my mouth. Like I am just eating up. Like I It's, like, basically the first thing I check every morning is if there's new quarantine crew content. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: actually love them. And the only two people I know in it are Hannah and Tyler. I've watched all their videos. I I think I've watched them all. Yeah. But I don't know anyone else's name.
0: Okay, this is actually a ready-to-be-petty first. I did some research. (laughs) (laughs) I... That is hilarious. (laughs) This is literally a first. I am so interested that I actually looked it up. Like I looked up figures and facts for this podcast. Oh, okay. So the members are Tyler Cameron, love of both of our lives, I'm sure. (laughs) Yep. Um, Hannah Brown, uh, also love of our lives. Yes. Uh, Matt James- very close second love of my life Holy which one shit. See, which one is that he's tyler's best friend and roommate okay. um they lived together in new york and he okay. was actually cast for um claire crawley season but i think that uh, he's declining that as they're like recast in this like off period oh okay um,
1: I- Can we talk about the recast later? The whole... Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. You said
0: that and it just sparked something in my head. We'll talk about it in a minute. Okay, love that. Um, Tyler's friend, Kate, who the only thing I know about her is she has a picture on her Instagram account of her and Tyler and it says, happy birthday to the boy who went for the end zone and wound up in the friend zone. And And I was like pissed about it wait does she mean like with her yes oh yes and I was like this is yeah like with her and I was like this is like alarming like I just cannot believe that a you would turn down Tyler Cameron like that that's is so, that's shocking. interesting and that they're like
1: all quarantining together it's that very adds like an extra level level of like I don't know, juiciness to
0: this mystery okay, keep going. for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, keep going. so I was just like pissed at her for that. Uh, <laughs> Olivia, who is like a micro influencer, same with Kate, um, Tyler's bro, Ryan. Okay. Um, wait, no, I didn't know him. Yes. His little brother. Yeah. Um, cause we saw him on the, on the bachelor, the bachelorette, um, Jacob, who is Tyler's photographer. How perfect. How, how convenient. Eh? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like thinking like if they came up with this, like not ruse, because obviously everyone needs to be quarantined, but how perfect that you um, just happened to quarantine with your famous ex-girlfriend, uh, your photographer and a bunch of other influencers.
1: Yeah, they totally had to plan this. I was thinking about that. I was like, there's no way you just quarantine like Especially Hannah B., like she doesn't live in Florida, they're in Florida, right? Like, she just yeah. doesn't live there, you know. Like, she no. has to pack her bags and take a trip and then like plan to stay that long,
0: you know. Like, totally, yeah, no, it's wild to me. Um, so they have been posting for any of you that haven't been following, like we just mentioned, Hannah and Tyler met up. This is how it looks from the outside. Tyler and Hannah met up in Florida and then all of the COVID business happened and they had to quarantine and they just happened to be with like their five best friends and they've been posting daily content on their Instagram, their TikTok uh, and now YouTube with daily vlogs. Okay, I didn't even know about YouTube. What the heck? I know, and like it is a lot, but they're pushing out like workouts, dance, like TikTok dances, challenges, and just kind of like daily life of being quarantined as like five hot young Floridians.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it's honestly genius from like a like a like a like a social media standpoint. You know, totally. like they're creating this content and It's going to go viral just because on not only themselves individually but now you put them all in one big melting pot and it's like whoa I have to watch this you know like people are obsessed with it and they're sending it to other people because they're like whoa Hannah and Tyler are together what and then like it's just like this storm of viral content coming out all the time like honestly it's genius for them it is I'm like a publicity standpoint
0: yeah yeah because I always wondered what like influences were gonna do when this happened and they can't go to bars and post and they can't go to clothing stores or like yeah. anything like um, the gym and post. I was like wondering what people are going to do and they cracked the code.
1: Yeah. I mean, really, honestly, like, I just want to know like who, whose idea was this because you deserve like more of the, the cut of like the, the ads that you guys are
0: about to sell. Like <laughs> literally. So there, they have 324,000 followers on Instagram, 502 followers mm-hmm. on TikTok. And their vlogs on their YouTube are getting like 20 to 90,000 views per post, yeah. which is like wild to me because really the only famous people there are Hannah and Tyler, but the other ragtag bunch like yeah. are getting in on this.
1: Yeah, really. They're probably going to probably come out with the biggest like benefit from it, honestly. Um, totally. But I heard that I heard I didn't hear it. I read <laughs> it in some article and I was like look up, <laughs> yeah. uh, that Hannah reconnected with Tyler after his mom passed away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When did
1: his mom pass away? I feel like I definitely missed it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And it, I think it was this year after Peter like it was it's in a short time frame. I think it was like
0: three weeks ago.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she reconnected with him then and that's kind of what started or something like that.
0: I think she like went to the funeral or something. I think I read yeah, that I Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think she was there for like the celebration of life. They were like featured mm. really low key at like a restaurant together and something and then kind of all of the um, coronavirus outbreak happened and then yeah. they were like quickly quarantined.
1: Yeah. I definitely think they had to be talking before then because – I don't know like your ex's mom dies do you like go there without showing up you know or like without telling him you're showing up you know like they had to she probably reached out or something and then Literally. they were connecting some way because I don't know I just felt like it was a lot of people have been like speculating that they've actually been talking for a while yeah and um I was like, okay, I kind of get that. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I definitely think they've been talking for longer than they've been quarantining for though.
0: Yeah, I agree. I have a question. Yes. Are they together? That's what I was going to ask you. Uh, That is the question on everyone's mind. And I think that's what makes this content so good is like I'm watching it solely to look for clues that they're together.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's become like a game for everybody. Yes. I
0: initially thought
1: I was like, Oh, they have to be together. And then I saw a post where they were like, they're just platonic. Like they're just friends. And I was like, there's no, there's way. no way. There's l- I, I find that so hard to believe. Uh, no, they're definitely no. Like something's going on They're They're feeling each other out. If anything, you know, like totally. to if this can work. I think I, I read something where, um, it was like Tyler Cameron like says on Instagram live or something that, Um, He like dodges the questions of people saying like, are you together? Are you together? And he's like, passes the question off to somebody else. I just, I don't know if they're ready to say if they're together or not. Like I think a part of me thinks that they don't really know.
0: Yeah, I kind of also get that vibe that maybe that they've started dating, but like maybe you're just trying to keep it low key or like without a label. And I think Mm -hmm. that maybe... After this quarantine is over and they have some time apart, maybe they would like make it official. But yeah, I'm waiting with bated breath. I think that like it might be a bad idea to get together like with someone right after their mom passes away. And oh gosh, yeah, um, like while you're in the middle of a global pandemic, like that's not the great start to any no. love story. But yeah, I really hope that they figure it out because I just think that they're like two lovely people. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and think about how much pressure is on them to like, obviously people want to see them together. Yeah. That's pressure already, but say like they do get together. I mean, imagine if they get together and like a week later, they're like, you know, this isn't what I thought it would be. We can't do this. I mean, imagine the pressure and the backlash of when they break up, you know, yeah, like having to post it. And, oh gosh. Yeah. People, people were already like torn up whenever she went for him. And, you know, he said, no, you know, people hated on him and totally and, like was mad that he went for Gigi and all this stuff. And he, I mean, he's probably not wanting to go through that again. And she probably doesn't want to put him through that again. So, I mean, I, if I were them, I would be extremely cautious and I probably would wait like a long time. Like I, even if I would probably date in secret for a while, honestly, just cause yes. I was like, we need to make sure that we're on the same page and that we're ready before we take this public because the public is ruthless yeah. and they will rip us apart if we decide that we don't want to be with each other anymore. Yeah. Which is so sad, but that's really how it is. Like I'd be upset if they broke up.
0: Yeah, oh me too, me too. I'm like at you're like people are putting pressure on them. I'm like I'm like at I'm me. The yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am people. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like that's me. But I I wish them all the best and I hope that yeah, they have some time away from the public eye to like figure it out and that like all Same. is well and um because yeah. I think that they are end game. I think I love so too. It. I love and, it so much. And even
1: if they don't, like, I hope they get together, and I'm rooting for them. But you know, even even if they don't, like, I will treasure the content they've put out during this time. You know,
0: <laughs> me too, me too, me too. Yeah. They're doing the Lord's work for sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: keeping me entertained while I'm sitting watching their workouts on the couch. Like
0: me too. Is that your favorite? I was going to ask what of their like content, their workouts, their dances. Like, what do you like the most?
1: I like the ones honestly, probably where they're being goofy the most, yeah, because yeah. I think it shows their personality and it shows yeah. how connected they are. So I saw this one video, it was on Instagram where he was like, Hannah, I'll give you $400 or
0: something. Yes, yes. And like,
1: he like, it's the one where he holds the water in and he's like, you have to do exactly what I do. And then like, he does something else and they spits the water back out and he expected her to like swallow it. And then yeah. she sits, spits it back out. I thought that was the, funniest thing because I was like, you know, I would have fell for it. I would have swallowed that water and not thought two things about it. And then she spits it out. I was
0: like, girl, go Hannah Brown. Like, mm -mm." I know, I know. And just the way she looks at him and like her big smile. Ugh, it's, it's what and, movies yeah. are made of. <laughs> and
1: even the way he looks at her, I, what, what, exactly what you just said, like what movies are made of. Like, I feel like I'm watching a movie.
0: Yes. I, they could be cast in one for sure.
1: <laughs> oh man, they'd be so good. Mm. They would be so good together. Like in in anything, they just need to be together.
0: I know, that's the moral of this story. Yeah. The other Bachelor news that have come out of quarantine is the Kelly and Peter Uh, like, reconciliation. (laughs) Honestly,
1: I'm here for it. Me too. I'm here for it. I'm not mad at him.
0: you know. I I like Kelly. Me too, and I always kind of thought that, like, Peter actually thought that she was, like, endgame. Like, I thought he loved that they met, like, in actual, like, real life versus, like, the TV show.
1: Yeah. I was so surprised when she got sent home. Me too, me too. Like, I was like what? Yeah. Like, why would you do that? I don't know if something happened behind the scenes or if he really just wasn't feeling it, but yeah, um, I feel like Kelly was a good match for him. I felt like she was so down to earth. She was stable. She had a good job, you know, like they, they complimented each other. I mean, I felt I was, I was very surprised when he sent her home and you know, if she's willing to forgive him and just be like, you know, you made a bunch of mistakes
0: and yeah. I can forgive that, then, you know, like, let's let them be happy because they're cute. Yeah, they're super cute. I, she was like one of my favorite, like, uh, contestants. I, I picked her to win. Oh, nice. You Night should one. have, you should have won. That's, I know. That's a great pick. Yeah. I think like the questions that I have, like, like a this just makes sense to me because there was like conspiracies about like why didn't she go to after the final rose um yes. why wasn't she or why was she at after the final rose why wasn't she at woman tell all yeah like, what like what's going on so I was like kind of like that is really suspect because they get huge appearance fees like it's like ten thousand dollars to attend woman tell all Oh wow! So the the average person is not like turning that down. Yeah. So um, I kind of I like, suspected she, it then. Yeah. Well, no, I heard she, I heard she wasn't invited. Yeah, and I was like, why wouldn't she be invited? And maybe it's because they were dating or talking, and the producers wanted to have this image that him and Maddie were like going to make it, which was yeah, like you saw them sitting on the couch like three meters apart, and no one. No one thought they they were going to get together.
1: You know, I could have seen, like, this whole Barb thing, like, Peter, like, asking his mom to, like, be his way out. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. So I could see him, like, him and Maddie aren't working out because they said they didn't really talk that much, right? Like, up until that moment, they hadn't really talked. Somebody had told Maddie that he wanted her, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was Chris Harrison approached yeah. her. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I could see, you know, like him being like that. the producers want this because Maddie left and it was a really good ending and, and they want us to be together. I need you to trash talk her so that she doesn't want to be with me anymore. I literally, I could could see that. Oh God. I could see Barb being like, okay, no problem. And then just being like, well,
0: like mama bear Barb, just like going in.
1: Because my whole thought process with that was because if he really cared about Maddie, there's no way he would have let his mom say that stuff and then be okay with her. You know, um, some people were talking about, you know, like Peter and his mom's relationships ruined. And then he posted that thing on Instagram with them, like in her house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was like, there's no way, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Honestly, I could see that. Like, I kind of did see a conspiracy theory online because that's all I do nowadays is look up crazy shit online. But that she did this and it was all planned to, like, protect Peter. And also, like, Peter was getting so much hate at the time. And everything was, like, taken off of him because everyone was hating on Barb.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So Barb Mm -hmm. probably, like, you know, was like, I'll do it. You know how, like, your parents would do anything for you and even totally. if, like, make the, the U S bachelor nation population hate your guts, hate you, which is like
0: all of America. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, really? So no, I see, I could see that, especially if he was talking to Kelly at that point, um, like him going to his mom and being like, you know, I love Kelly, but the producers want me to make it seem like I love Maddie. And I mean, can you imagine if he would have like, if Maddie would have been told like from the beginning that Peter still wanted her and then bring her on the after, after the final rose. And he's like,
0: I still don't want you like can you I know, imagine I know. how bad that would have been like I know and they will always want like a happy ending or the couple to like show that they're like getting together even though yeah. it's like not true
1: yeah well and then and then being him being like yeah so I'm actually talking to Kelly right now people would be like
0: what? like whipslash and I think that's like another thing is like we have to remember that they're trying to produce a TV show that has like a story arc and a, a beginning, a middle and an end. And their end that they were thinking of were was Maddie and Peter together. And for him to show up to the finale, to be like, actually it was Kelly, people are gonna be confused and they wanna see it. Like people, it's not just beginning, middle of an end, like telling a story. You have to see what's like yeah the- See what's going
1: on. Well, they'd created this whole show, and then all of these things happen before it's even aired or while it's airing. Yeah. And so they can't make this whole show where Kelly gets sent home. Early, I mean, not early on, but you know, kind of in the middle. Yeah. And then they make this arc, this great arc for him and Maddie to be together. And meanwhile, you know, they're done shooting, and 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 the show is airing, and he's like, you know, I don't want Maddie anymore. I'm gonna reach out to Kelly. And see how Kelly's doing. And I'm just going to talk to her. You know, nothing's going to come of it. We're just going to talk. And then next thing you know, they want to be together. They
0: can't have that. Like, they don't have any footage of that. That's not for the show. Exactly. It shows that they weren't in control of the story. And I think that's another thing. It's like, we know that these things are so contrived. But to show that, like, the the lead had, like, autonomy and who he was picking, I think is also not what they're interested in. They want like, to puppet master it all. And yeah, they just, like, couldn't do it this season. And maybe that's because people are getting too savvy. Um, they're too... People know what goes on behind the scenes. People are yeah. more privy to the process of The Bachelor. Um, and maybe it's getting harder to manufacture these, like, storylines.
1: Yeah. And I could so see like Barb thinking, you know, I'm not going to be in the public spotlight for the rest of my life, you know, like this is, after all this blows away, like nobody's going to remember me, but Peter, they're going to remember Peter, you know, he's got longer to be in the spotlight. I'm going to take this L for him so that he still can kind of say, well, I wasn't mean to Maddie, you know, like my mom did that. Like the classic,
0: like, oh, my mom said no, can't, you know, like... (laughs) Yes, which I wish I could still use that excuse nowadays. Right? Now that we don't have any excuses while quarantining, it would I'm be so nice sur- to I'm use surprised that.
1: we, like, let him get away with that, honestly, because yeah. Yeah. he was
0: just awful to her. Totally. And I really do think also, like, another thing is that, like, it's very clear that Peter wants to continue being a pilot mm-hmm. and being, like, a party boy. and. Um, I don't think he necessarily even wants fame in the long term. Yeah. So maybe his mom was just like, I'll just get heat off of him now and then we can kind of sail into the sunset.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, which makes sense from like a from a PR standpoint for them. Totally. That makes the most sense. But for us, we were just like, wait, what? And now him and Kelly are hanging out and I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, just let the dude be happy. I know train wreck of a season's over let's move on Claire like what you got like (laughs) yes I'm
0: so excited for Claire I am too do you want to mention your you yes yeah okay in on this (laughs) so
1: I'm super excited for Claire I'm excited for someone I don't want this to sound bad I'm excited for someone older to be the bachelorette
0: I don't think that sounds believe. bad at all.
1: Well, I just feel like she's going to be more mature. She's yeah. It's going to be less about like wanting the IG clout for after. And it's going to yes. be kind of back to what the show I think was meant to be when it started, you know, like however long ago. Yes. Um, I'm excited. And I was really excited because I wanted like a mature cast, you know, like I didn't want people just coming on there. Like some people who came on Peter's season, I felt like it was very obvious they did it because they wanted an influencer career, like, afterwards. Literally. If that makes sense. And that, yeah. like, I think there's a place to become an influencer, but I just don't feel like on The Bachelor, like, you just shouldn't do that, because that's playing with other people's feelings. That's, like, lying about who you are. Yeah. Um, I'm just not a fan of it. So I was excited, you know, for this, these, like, older people who don't really care about that stuff. I feel like it was going to be a nice, like, refresher for the show, especially. I agree. And then they cast
0: all of these young Guys, I know, I know, I know, which like she would never end up with. Like, with yeah, I think some of them were like over a 10 year span, and like sometimes that works for people, like, yeah. But I just thought, like, this is again, just once again, maybe setting up three viable options for Claire and then 20 other viable options for VIP,
1: (laughs) yeah, exactly. I was like, you know, this isn't really giving her great odds. I know. Why would she? I mean, she's what? She's going to be thirty nine when the show like while she's filming. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, she's 38 now, so depending on when it films, like, yeah, she'll probably be thirty nine. And this is something that um, Nick Vial has said too, Vial or whatever. Like she said, like I don't think that they gave me enough like viable, like viable candidates, like people that I would actually want to date.
1: Yeah. Well and there's like a what, like a twenty-three or twenty-four year old on there, like <laughs> you can't tell me that they're going no. on there for Claire. You know, like no. there's there's so many differences. I mean, age age sometimes big age differences work. Yeah, totally you know what I mean? and they work and they're so successful. But if you're taking two random people who you know, I've never met, have no connections. It's gonna be hard when you're putting them against, you know, like thirty other men for that. You know, like it's just she's not gonna be drawn to him. It's like he's just another body in the room. She's gonna obviously look for guys she has things in common, and age is one of the first thing that stands out. You know,
0: absolutely. So,
1: and I feel like she wanted someone more mature. You know, like totally, she's ready yeah. to settle down. Like I feel like she's been very obvious about that. Like she wants someone to settle down with very quickly, totally. and. I appreciate that as, like, a – as a person who likes The Bachelor and likes to watch, you know, like, I don't – I don't – the drama's fun and I love it. And that's, of course, like, adds to why I watch. But I I really watch for the love story because we all love watching that unfold, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I was just really upset when the guys got released. I was like, you know,
0: this guy sucks. Like – I know. I was, like, not interested. I also – this is, like, super shady but didn't think, like, tons of them were even cute. I just, <laughs> I
1: couldn't see like a lot of them with her, you know? Like, no, I just, no,
0: they, it did. It looked like a mismatch from the start.
1: I, I kind of
0: feel like they cast for someone else almost. And like they could have, I think like in the casting process, like because they pick the voucher so late and then they jump right into filming, you have to have probably like, I would say half your cast of just like generic people yeah. that would like would date anybody or you think that would get along with many different personalities. Yeah. Um, just the way that they have to cast it. And then maybe they do like 10 people that are like very specific to her. But I've been following this because I was also like very disappointed. But Chris Harrison has been saying that with this pause on filming because of um, COVID-19, that they are um, recasting a lot of them. I think that's great.
1: Me too. Really. Like I I want to see her with someone that she's actually going to be with and really like fall in love with. And I don't think that's unfortunately going to be like a 25-year-old dude who's just you know
0: going on there for
1: Instagram clout. I <laughs> mean
0: No, I agree. I I completely agree. And like I think Some people in their 20s are going to be ready for marriage, and that's great because that's what Claire is saying, but a lot of those people, I was just like, I can tell by looking at you that this is, like, not it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like, no, I think she's, like, ready for, like, you know, a lot of people, when they get done with The Bachelor, you see them being, like, engaged for four years sometimes, you know, like, they're engaged for a really long time because they're, like, dating, essentially. Yes, yes. And I I don't feel like Claire's going to be that person. I feel like Claire's going to want to, you know, if she picks somebody, she's going to be like, okay, let's date for a year and then let's get married and I want to have kids. You know, like she's going to want to start checking those boxes off for herself. And, you know, if you have someone who's like, yeah, I'm ready right now. And then they get picked and, you know, like she wants to make sure that they're going to be ready. And I feel like if it was someone who is younger, like a 25 year old compared to like a 35 year old she would be a little more concerned, the 25-year-old would be like, you know, I'm not really ready for kids right now, you know, something like that. Because, I mean, if she's 39, like, she's that's important to her. And, I mean, that should be if that's something she cares about. So, um, I'm excited for them to do a recast, and I hope they pick people more compatible with her. Me too. And another
0: thing that I was thinking of is if they don't do Bachelor in Paradise this year, they might not have this pressure to pick really young guys. Because I was thinking mm. if the people that are going to be on Bachelor in Paradise are Peter's women and um, Claire's men, then that's like, it could be 35 year olds with like 20, yeah. like three year olds or whatever. Yeah. So I was thinking, but if they don't, if they don't have room to st- to film bachelor in paradise because filming like all productions are canceled right now maybe they don't have this pressure and maybe they can just truly cast appropriate people because that's another thing is like back in the day when they didn't have bachelor in paradise they were truly just casting for that person but now they have all these other things that they need to think about
1: yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And I'm ready to see people who kind of, um, like I remember when the bachelor and the bachelorette were like doctors yeah, and like yeah. everyone on there was like so successful and you yes. know, I like that they have average people. Well, I mean, I don't want to say like all the people on the bachelor are like so beautiful. So like they're yes. not average in that way, but <laughs> yes, yes. like average, like, like, I don't know. I just something more serious. I think that's what I'm wanting is just something a little bit more serious. Like I'm done with the over like produce drama. Like we've all seen that so wow. much and it's just getting bigger and bigger. And there's a point where you know you're not gonna really you can't really get bigger than that.
0: Yes. I'm I I'm ready completely. for a break. Yeah. And yeah. I want
1: something more serious.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. Like back in the the old days of Bachelor when they got the the lead Um, was, like, a catch, like, a very successful doctor, lawyer, pilot, like, whatever, Um, but just, like, they wanted to continue their careers afterward, where it's, like, now it seems, like, they have, many of them do have legitimate careers and I don't want to call like being an influencer, not a legitimate career because yeah. it is a career. Yeah. But um, then they just like ditch it for like, which like, honestly, I would probably do the same right out of oh, I, I would do the it in fame. a heartbeat. Yes, <laughs> like, no questions like, asked. Not at all.
1: I would definitely do it 150%. Yeah. yeah. Me
0: too. Like me too. But then it's like, I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm being such a stick in the mud being like, go back to your like real career. But yeah,
1: I just, it's, I, I know what you mean. and It's, it's kind of hard to like articulate in words. Like, I don't know. I feel like I, I really feel like it comes down to, I watch the bachelor because I want to see two people fall in love. And it bothers me when I feel like somebody went on and used the platform to get a bigger social media following. Yeah. And, they don't like, they're not appreciative of the following that they have. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. As yes.
1: A, I mean, I'm nowhere near an influencer, honestly, and I don't necessarily want to be an influencer. You know, like I, I want to be a podcaster and, and yeah. a part of that, you know, having to make money is through ads and I'm not necessarily selling on my Instagram, but it's on the podcast. And so you have to have followers and listens for that. And, and it's hard. It's a hard. I mean, it's rough out here. You know, like I could, let's just say, like go on a reality TV show and then be crazy, and then instantly get all these followers. But I want to like get them because I'm me, not because I went on this reality show. And I see these people get them from being themselves on a reality show, but then they don't like appreciate it. If that makes sense.
0: Totally. No, I, I, I get feel, that.
1: I feel like it's such like a weird feeling and I am, I have a hard time putting it into words. Like I just, I don't know. It's hard work out here and they just, I don't know. I'm a little no. jealous. I think it's, I'm a little jealous. Yes, of it, okay. Honestly.
0: <laughs> yes. I love that you're like admitting that. Cause that's me too. It's like, I'm like ripping on them, but it's just, it really is purely out of jealousy. Yeah. But I do really understand what you mean about like being appreciative because I think like I look at people that I follow on Instagram, like there are bachelor people and then like there are like content creators. Like I always talk about Emma Chamberlain Mm -hmm. and like her relationship with her followers and her viewers and her fans and stuff like that seems so much more cultivated because she's producing this content. She did it for years. She happened to get famous, but she has this connection with all of her followers. Um, it does seem like this more like intimate relationship that she worked hard for. Whereas I feel like influencer culture, it is just to see pretty things or like, Mm -hmm. there's not this like conversation or, um, this like meaning behind it, I guess. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I went down a deep rabbit hole. I did a whole episode on like influencer culture and how toxic it can be because it's, I mean, it's, it it is, it's a part like there's some influencers, like you said, who are out here making content and it's good stuff and it's how to improve your life and be better. Yeah. And that's awesome. But then I feel like y- there's a slippery slope where some can kind of almost take advantage of like all of this, like, I don't want to say privilege because I feel like it's the wrong word, but like privilege that they have with all these people following them and they kind of take it for granted sometimes. Yeah. Which I've never been in that situation. So I don't feel like I can necessarily say like, you shouldn't do that. I haven't been there. I understand, you know, it could be a whole different world, but it, when some of these people go on the bachelor and then come off and they're just like, Oh, I'm famous now. Give me brand deals. You know, like, I I just feel like you have to put, like, you have to put out value to get something back, if that makes sense. And it bothers me that sometimes these people don't literally put out no value at all, zero, nothing. They're just filming their lives and they can make avocado toast, just like I do first thing in the morning (laughs) and they get paid for it. You know, like it's, I don't know.
0: No, I I get it. I I think it's because like, I think what the type of influencer we're talking about that feels icky is it's basically just on consumerism. Yeah. It's like, look what I have and you don't have it, but you want to have this go buy it or go do this. Yes, right? Whereas like I feel like we want to create something and if we have listeners or whatever, it's like a relationship that is like bi-directional where we're learning stuff from each other, where Mm -hmm. we're having conversations. It's not just I'm like pushing something on you. Like it's more of a level playing field.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I feel like what we're going to see – From like bachelor people and influencer culture in general, this is my own opinion, is that people are slowly going to stop feeding into like the following all the like bachelor people who come off of there who aren't really putting out value and they're going to kind of go to people that they feel connected with. And you feel connected with someone who tries to connect with you, whether it's, you know, like they've had a YouTube channel or they respond to you on um, like social media. Like one of my big things was with the podcast is that I really want to make sure that when people like comment on my stuff or they, you know, send me something or they reach out to me that I Reach back out to them and reply yeah. and follow them back. And I like your pictures. You know, that's so important to me because. I feel like a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of people I look up to and they might have a big following and I know that we're never going to be friends. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I feel like I'm their friend, but they literally have no idea who I am.
0: Yes. And I don't,
1: I don't really want that to be the case, you know, like at all. That's why I try to make it so relational. And I just feel like the influencer is going to kind of change from this like one way relationship that we see a lot now to like a two way street. Because I feel like that's what it should be. That's how you really influence people. You have to know them. Yeah, to understand them.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. Especially if you like want to make positive change or like whatever your MO is, is mm-hmm. you do have to build that relationship from the ground up. And I really do hope that it is kind of a turning point where people that are just pushing product um, or aesthetics or whatever yeah. that is kind of dies down and people that are creating content, even if it's like superficial and fun or about pretty things. Like I love all those things too. Um, but yeah, that are just doing it in like a more meaningful. And I like how you said relational in a relational way where it's yeah. like community based. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause no, that's, that's what we all want community. in the end anyway is a community. Totally. Wanna, that's why we follow people who post stuff on social media. Cause we relate to them. We feel like we're in community with them.
0: Yeah. I completely agree. Uh, another interesting pop cultural phenomenon that's happening right now is a little docu-series called Tiger King.
1: Y'all. <laughs> Tiger King, I told myself I wasn't going to watch it at first. And then Me? Everyone, so I, I saw it. I don't even know if it was the first day it dropped on Netflix, but I saw it on there. And I was like, oh, it looks lame. I'm not going to watch it, whatever. And then I see all these memes online, like, blowing up about the Tiger King. And I was like, you know, I need to jump on this bandwagon. I have to. Like, I have to see, like, this dude looks absolutely nuts. And I have to see, like what his voice sounds like, like what makes him, like, why does he have that haircut? You know, like I just have to know all these things. And so I remember, um, it was like a few nights ago, I told my boyfriend, I was like, we have to watch tiger King. And he was like, no, I'm not watching it. Like I'm, I'm just not, I'm not into it. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I started it. I really want to say literally like two nights ago. And I'm almost done. <laughs> There's only like seven episodes, yeah. so that's kind of slow, honestly. In like the like con- context of like binging, but yes, yeah. But I'm almost done. I think I'm on s- six or seven right now, and it's <laughs> it's such a good time. And I hate that it's such a good time, but it is. And you need to watch it. So Joe Exotic. That's his name. Did you know his name was Joe Exotic? Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Is that like his birth name or like – No. Okay.
1: So his, I think his, his his first name is Joe. I think it's Joseph, but he goes by Joe. Yeah. But his last name is like really long, and I've seen a picture of it like on the screen, but I have actually no idea how to say it.
0: So I think he goes by Joe Exotic.
1: Yes, he goes by Joe Exotic. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, and like there's so much to this story. I just I, I can't wait to finish it because like him in the feud with like Carol Baskin. Yeah, I, y'all just y'all just have to watch this. I wish you need to watch it, and then we need to have a talk about what you think about her because I would love to hear your take. I don't want to give anything away because you need to watch it. But I know, I know, if you haven't watched it watch it because it's such a treat. And like it's it's I'm from the south, okay? So like I know people like this exist. Oh my god. Because like I'm from the south and I feel yes. like it's just like a southern thing like you know someone like this or similar to this.
0: Um I love that so much for you.
1: Yeah. Well, and and then I see a lot of people who are like I didn't know people like this still existed in America and I was like, okay, well if you're from the South, like you know someone who reminds you of Joe Exotic, or you've seen people in public like Joe Exotic. You know, like that's just the culture. You're gonna see somebody. Obviously, there's people like him out there because he's out there. Yeah. But um I think that makes it better because like <laughs> these people you you would think like are like acting. Yeah. But when you watch, like you can tell like they're not acting. So it's not set from like a reality. You know how the Kardashians is like they film it like in present time and then yeah. they release it. So it's not it's not really like that. I think some stuff they filmed recent, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because they have some footage for like twenty night from twenty nineteen, but it goes back, like it tells the story from like long years ago. And I honestly think that I don't know if Netflix like filmed this because it honestly seems like it was filmed over like a few years yeah that's what I've heard okay yeah so it's like as the story unfolds like you're catching all of it and Joe Exotic himself filmed everything on his property like he had cameras following up all the time and that's what they said, like in the documentary so there's all this footage that I don't even necessarily think that the the Like people who are filming it got. And the guy who made it, I think he like probably sold it to Netflix or something. You know what I mean? Like it was something like he was making this documentary and then he sells it to Netflix and Netflix, you know, like revamps it or something because it's just so well made. Like I love it. I love how, like I can't tell like sometimes when things are filmed. Yeah. But I like it because it tells the story and I can like follow along and like it tells the whole feud and all the, all the things. It's just... (laughs) it's nuts like some I just watched an episode and I don't want to give it away because you need to watch it and I know. if I give it away it'll ruin it but something happened and I was like whoa I did not expect that what the heck like
0: I probably know okay so I have a bad problem of like so I haven't watched Tiger King I feel like I I It's funny. I I think I will watch it. I think you've actually like convinced me. Even though my friends for like the past week have been telling me to do it, but you just you (laughs) need to do it. It's it's only
1: like seven episodes. I think they're only forty five minutes long. You can knock it out in a few days. Oh, easily. Um, Yeah, just do it. Even if you have it playing, like last night I had it playing on like the background while I was doing homework. Granted, I did not get that much homework (laughs) done because something (laughs) something crazy would happen, and I would be like, wait, what? (laughs) Who would, like, snap me back up to it. But, I mean, it's good. I, for what it's worth, I think
0: it's a pretty good documentary. I mean, it's absolutely insane. I think, like, but, it, it obviously has to be so insane that it is making people stop talking about, like, the current pandemic. And yeah, all eyes are on Joe Exotic.
1: Yeah, and I can't wait to see how the story ends. Like, I think, I think the story is going to end with where he is now. And, like, right now, I don't know where he is. You know what I, I to, do.
0: I you won't do know tell where you he is. Don't Wait, tell me. This is my problem. This is my problem is I hear about something that's so big, and then I do a little bit of research. Like, I went through Wiki, and I read some mm. articles, and then I just feel like I know what's going on, so, like, I haven't oh. read it. But, like I, could, like, I bet we could have a conversation right now, and I could, like, basically pretend that I watched it. Oh, my I, gosh. That's so not – fun I know I I swear to god I have a problem where like I'm watching a movie or something like that and then I this is so bad and if any of my friends are listening I watched Knives Out on like Netflix party the other night with two friends and while we're watching it on my phone spoiling it for myself it's so bad you should see Laura's face right now everybody oh my god it's so bad it's very bad but like i'm like okay now i've read articles now i know what's going on but i truly i truly believe that you have convinced me to watch it
1: you need to watch it i think like i said i know people who like kind of act this way i mean not in the big cat sense i don't know anyone who owns a tiger but i know people who are kind of like out there like this and it's just i
0: think
1: think it makes it that much
0: better (laughs) I think it does because the the thing with Tiger King for me is, like, I did not know that this, like, existed. Like, obviously, I knew that people, like, had some exotic pets, but I had no idea that this type of thing happened.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, see, okay, so in the – I feel like this isn't spoiling anything. In the first few episodes, it talks about how he – Took animals, you know, like to malls and stuff, and did like magic shows right. to schools and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you have this experience, but my mom. Okay, so my mom was a teacher at the elementary school that I went to. She taught like second graders. That's something. so
0: weird. Mine too. Oh wow, that's so cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so okay, yeah, that's nuts. Nice. So um, so growing up, there was a man who came to my school every single year with exotic animals yeah. and did magic shows. And like, I'm talking, you know, like one day, like one time, I think he had like, he had rabbits, of course, but then he had like a kangaroo or something like crazy animals. Yeah, I remember this. And I was like, mom, was this, did Joe Exotic come to our school?
0: (laughs) And she was like,
1: (laughs) cause she watched like the first episode. She was like, no, it was not him. I think this guy's name was Rick or something, but it was like the same, yeah, it was the same idea. So when he was talking about like going to the like schools and doing the magic shows, I was like, oh my gosh, like. I saw magic shows just like that. Like he had the same tricks like they were showing on there. It was just, I don't know. Like it's,
0: it's just good. I do feel that though. Like I think just two years ago, maybe I went to like a kangaroo sanctuary and I'm like, yeah. Did I like play into this like gross uh, business or whatever of like exotic animals? Like possibly.
1: Yeah, it really makes me it really made me think, you know, I never thought about private zoos like that. You know, there's the yeah. zoo that's like the like yeah. your like your city zoo or your state yeah. zoo, you know, something like yeah. that. But then I never thought you know about these private zoos like the people who own them and like what totally, their really. mental state is, if that makes sense. And then like the whole thing with Carol Baskin, this isn't really like the biggest argument between them, but she's talking about how like she's trying to rescue these big cats and they shouldn't be you know, like profiting off of them and all this stuff. And then she like profits off of these big cats that she has. And I was like, you know, that's kind of – I mean, yeah, you don't hold the cubs and stuff. Okay, that's an improvement, but you're still totally. like flash photographies like going on, yeah. you know, people are filming and taking pictures and I don't, I'm don't. i not necessarily sure if, if what you're doing is the best too. And and I haven't seen the end, okay, but th- they propose like this legislation and I've heard of the legislation outside of Tiger King. You know, I remember yeah. them talking about like no more exotic animals or something. I remember seeing yeah. that in the news or something like that. But wouldn't that mean that her
0: cats got taken away too? I'm assuming so. And like, I think that that's kind of what is bringing awareness is like, are these things still happening? And like, if so, who's doing something about it?
1: (laughs) Well, and then, and then a guy on there who owns big cats, he was like, I own 14 tigers. And he was like, I take care of them, you know? they're an endangered species and people are getting mad at me because I breed them. And I was like, Oh, that's a good argument too, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I was like, man, that's su- it's such like a fine line.
0: I know. I know. And I- I'm I know. not
1: entirely sure where I fall on it yet. You know, I haven't seen the ending. I don't really know what happens, but.
0: And like, are these people that are like educated in like being a zookeeper and stuff? Like, that's like another thing is like, how are these people learning how to care for these animals.
1: Yeah. And then they talk about, I know Carol talks about, you know, like a tiger needs 470. I don't know what the stat was, but it needs a lot of land to run on. Yeah. And I was like, well, do you have that much land? Like probably and not yours are in cages too. Yeah. So what's Children. the only difference is that you don't pet them. Okay. Well, what if the other ones like being pet, you know, like, I don't know <laughs> what they like, like what, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. It's like they're fighting like she's right and he's wrong. And I don't know that they're all that different.
0: I think, the, the yes, I think I agree with you 100 percent that I think the gist that I have got before even watching the show is that there are no winners here.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, that's what I feel like. And then and then people are talking about, OK, take the cats away. Where do you put them? yeah in the wild, they're endangered in the wild, yeah, and they wouldn't was right survive, survive. About that. and like, yeah, they
0: survive if they've been brought up in captivity, like exactly, so
1: what do you do? Take the cubs away from their parents and throw them in the wild? They're dying in the wild, you know, like yeah. they're this whole thing with like their habitats being taken away, poachers, like all this stuff, I don't know, I don't know what the answer to the problem is. I don't necessarily think anybody really is gonna know, yeah, it's just. <laughs> their life's a mess and I just like watching the
0: mess (laughs) I know I think I would like that aspect too like for sure I think like the most interesting piece of this all is that Joe Exotic was the person who brought the tiger to the Britney Spears um VMA like famous VMA performance
1: and then she sat next to Carol
0: Baskin okay is that real? I don't know I don't know because I'm like, how are they both there? I don't think that's real. I think that that's like someone is so creative and creative. I was gonna be like, why is Carol Baskin at the VMA? They hate each other. <laughs>
1: well, why is she even there? She's not like a, an artist. She no. just has a big
0: cat rescue. Yeah, podcast. yeah. Can I go to the VMA's? <laughs> like, I, I think that I think that one was Photoshop. But it's so fun. If that's true, that is just oh, that wild. would be
1: priceless. I don't know. I. At first, I was like, this is fake. And then people were, like, going nuts over it. And I was like, wait, is it not – can I go nuts over it? Because this is freaking hilarious.
0: Like- it's so funny. It's just, like, that little bit of, like, pop culture gossip that you're like, this can't – this is so far-fetched that it cannot be real. But, like, most of the time it is, and that is just amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is. And the personalities – you just need to watch it because you need to see the personalities of all these – characters
0: yeah okay you're getting me hyped for it um you gotta all, watch it all my friends that are listening to this are like remember when we told you like for fucking hours like, yeah. you need to watch the show you need to watch the show i'm convinced you convinced me
1: if anything just to join the all the interesting conversations that are gonna come true
0: true okay i thought i thought one question for you for tiger king is did carol baskin murder her Her husband?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I've thought long and hard about this because it really bothered me. So uh, I haven't finished it and I don't think there's going to be anything really pertaining to that. I feel like that's kind of like a plot point that's like been over and we just don't know the answer to. Personally, I think she killed him. (gasps) I do. Just because, and, and there's like a whole episode dedicated to that yeah part of the story
0: yeah
1: but i think she did yeah you know i just the evidence that they show at least that's what the show they don't necessarily make it point that way but they kind of do just the evidence they lay out and even now you know like they're asking for evidence um i saw this today like the sheriff's department's asking if anyone has any evidence or if they have any leads and people oh, are actually so they might like
0: reopen.
1: Yeah. People are actually like giving, like feeding stuff in and calling stuff in that they wow. uh, could just be making stuff up. You know, you never know what that stuff, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, homie was like really rich.
0: I know. He I know. Was
1: so rich. And he like wanted a divorce and told her that. And he went and wrote something that, um, you just you got to wa- you got to watch that episode because it's it she killed him. I really do think so. I think she killed him and then she fed him to a tiger.
0: I know that is fucking wild, but that is like the perfect like cover up. Like there's really? no evidence.
1: Well, and then I just saw something It was in the episode I was watching right before we came on here, but she said she was like, because there was, there's one point where a tiger is like really interested in Joe Exotic's shoes and he like won't get away from the shoes and he like tries to, he doesn't really attack him, I don't think. He just grabs the shoe. Yeah. But she was like, um, there's nothing you can put on like somebody that will make them want to just attack without eating them, you know, like... They're going to eat them. You'd have to put something on them, like sardine oil or something that the tiger likes. And I was like...
0: And you're like, is that what you put on your ex-husband or whatever? Your Carol, husband sardine <laughs> oil
1: is so specific. <laughs> yeah. Like that yeah. is a sp- like, I would have said something, you know, like soaked them in meat or you know, yeah, like, juice, like meat juice, yeah, put Ew. a hamburger on it or something. Yeah, and she's like, yeah. sardine oil, yeah, I'm yeah. like, girl, oh, where do you even get that? Like, um, mm, that you is have so funny, that is so yeah. funny, yeah, and you're just the way she says it. You gotta watch her face when she says, like, she's like, I don't know, like sardine, sardine oil. oil, yeah, like she was trying to wait, like, she didn't know the exact answer. I was like, she does.
0: She does. I swear she did. And that's, it's just freaky. He disappeared, disappeared in loose quotations. Like that was, um, like years ago, correct? Oh no. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Cause like, I was also thinking like if this happened in the eighties or nineties or, or whatever, like, it's also a lot easier. Like we don't, we didn't have the technology that we have nowadays to like, figure out murder cases.
1: Yeah. Well, and just like, I don't know. She has the perfect cover up, you know, like kill him in whatever way you want.
0: And then like any evidence is gone. And I feel like also it also shows through this documentary that a lot of these areas are like not like policed or like there's no. Yeah. Like that you could get away with it
1: there's not a lot of law and these people have so much land. Yes. That's another thing. They have so much land out there that they can do, you know, like, I mean, there's even one girl, doc Antle is another person that they talk about and he has a big zoo. Right. Um, I think it's bigger than Joe exotics, honestly. Um, But they talk about how like some tigers, you know, after a tiger's a cub, you don't really have that much use for it after that. And, but they breed to keep these cubs around all the time for people who come because they want to see the cubs.
0: Right.
1: So um, this one girl was on there and she was like, you know, we never knew what really happened to the Tigers. They were there one day and then the next day they were gone. Oh, my gosh. That's so dark. And some people, like, remember, like, not remember, but they recall hearing, like, gunshots in the middle of the night or. Oh, that's so dark. Well, they've got so much land. They can do, like. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, Carol could have drug him somewhere, you know. Yeah. Yeah and then just fed him to a tiger and there's like no evidence for that, you know, totally. like,
0: like done something that wasn't bloody, like poisoned yeah. him. <laughs> well, and that he took like steps, like you got to watch
1: it. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do good with like recalling all of the like facts that they gave about totally the mystery, like the mystery of like before he disappeared,
0: but just, I don't know. I think she killed him. That's fascinating. I'm stoked. Maybe I'll watch start watching that tonight. Yeah. I feel like it's a good thing to take your mind off of everything that's happening right now. It is. It's so good for
1: that because like I, I forget that I can't leave my house because I'm like sucked into a good show <laughs> and I like actually want to watch it all the time. So it just, and it's, you know, their lives are kind of like a train wreck and so dramatic and it makes me appreciate mine a bit more. I feel like that's with all reality TV, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, and I'm, I'm not necessarily drawn to big cats.
0: If Neither. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like if
1: someone was like, I had a tiger cub, I'd be like, okay, you know, that's cool. I don't, I mean, I might, <laughs> like, you know, I might pet it, but I wouldn't, you know, like, I don't, I don't think I would go to a zoo. I mean, we have a zoo close to me. That's an outdoor zoo. And I think they have like, kangaroos and stuff and you drive through it I still yeah. haven't been but they have like yeah. exotic animals I don't yeah. think it's like dangerous ones like lions and tigers I think it's like gazelles or something but yeah I still haven't been you know like it's just doesn't appeal to me like some people me too me too but it's just it's fascinating to see how these people function with each other and then they're like Doc Antle, I feel like he isn't really talked about because Joe Exotic, it's about him and then Carol and this feud and stuff. But his whole, like, mental, like, personality, I feel like we could really dive a lot deeper.
0: Oh, interesting. Like a Doc Antle spinoff.
1: Well, yeah, because, well, and then they, because they've talked about his, like like his workers and stuff, like it's like a cult.
0: Yes. Okay. I know. I kind of know what you're like alluding to.
1: Yeah. And I feel like we could really dive into the idea that he's created a cult
0: because I totally see it. I actually
1: think he is um, crazy. Yeah. But I I mean, I would be interested in seeing like a, just a deep dive interview with him because I think he's like kind of insane too. I,
0: I think that's like another thing that makes this docu-series so fascinating is all of these side stories, like the one that you're describing, that's like, how is this taking place in the same time, in the same area, when it's just as crazy as like the main storyline?
1: Yeah. Well, they say that like people who work for him they, they live on the property. They leave everything behind. He doesn't let them go to Christmases, you know, because the tigers have to be fed 365 days a year.
0: Like you don't yeah. go to
1: weddings, no birthdays. You live on the property, you make a hundred dollars a week and you work all day Yikes. long.
0: Yikes.
1: Yeah. So it's just like, like, I think one, one lady who worked there said that she worked from like 8am to midnight.
0: Every single day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: and he said, it's just, it's so sketchy to me. And then he said something like, well, they're free to leave whenever they want. No. And that's like a cult. That's what they say. Like, we're not keeping them here, you know, like. Yeah, we didn't say that. Oh, my God. That's so interesting. I think we could definitely do a deep dive on him.
0: Okay. I love this. I love this. I feel like this is a good, I feel like maybe I could do a standalone episode. I think you could. There's so much <laughs> that happens, like... <laughs> that's what that's what I keep, like, hearing. That, like, every episode, it's just, like, layers on layers of, like, yeah. fascinating shit.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like we're building up, like, I don't know, like, deep into these characters every single yeah. episode. It dives a little bit deeper into a piece of their personality. And Yeah. You know, like, there was a whole episode on did Carol murder her husband.
0: Yeah, which is wild to me that that's a side plot like that that's a B plot storyline. Yeah, and well
1: <laughs> and it's crazy to me that like I don't know, you just got to watch it because if it were me and people were saying that I killed my husband, I like I would not be as okay as she is. Yeah, yeah. Like I would I I don't know what I would do. I don't know how I would react, but I know I wouldn't be that normal. You know what yeah, I mean? Like Totally. I don't know. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, you need to watch it for sure. I can't wait. I know my plans for tonight then, the the rest of tonight. Yeah. Yeah, because it's pretty good. Okay, I'm excited. Then I'll give you my update, my hot takes. Um, One last thing we wanted to talk about was such a random piece of news, but it's really keeping me going (laughs) during this quarantine Um, It's a Kardashian update, but it's not one of the main uh, players. Mason Disick, (laughs) (laughs) which again, so weird that I'm talking about him on this podcast, um, thought that it would be a very long time before I talked about this like 13 year old or whatever, but, um, or like 10 year old, maybe. I don't even know how old he is. I don't think, I think he's probably 10 years old because I think the age to join Instagram is 13, which is kind of burying the lead. Um, Mason Disick joined Instagram for like a hot second. <laughs> and yeah. when he joined, he was like racking up followers. How old is he? He's 11. He's 11. We're talking he's about 11. An 11-year-old baby um, yeah. on the pod. So he illegally joined Instagram, was racking up followers, um, and decided to do an Instagram live. It's okay. I think the main thing is like, it's crazy that we're now talking about like news stories that are about the children of the Kardashians instead of like the main, the main core group. Like, I think that's wild that like people that they're now old enough that there's like stories that are like just about the children. Yeah. Um, and that the first one, I guess, would be Mason because of his age. The interesting thing to me is like that he, I guess, maybe, I don't know the cognitive development of an 11 year old, but like I feel like if you've grown up around this fame and you have some type of self awareness um, about what your family does for a living, going on Instagram Live and then spilling family drama is like, a huge no no. Yeah, I. What did he say on the live? I missed the live. So I think basically just generic stuff. The thing okay. that um, news stories picked out is someone on the comments asked, Are Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott back together? And he was like, No, they're just <gasps> still friends. Oh, which like, I don't think the Kardashians like ever basically like publicly, publicly confirm any of that. Like, I think that they basically keep all of that locked up.
1: Yeah. Well, cause I mean, there's just, it's, I probably, it's not worth the drama to them, you know, and they totally. like kind of like with Hannah and Tyler, you know, like they probably don't know themselves and they like, they went back and forth. The media would just take it and spin it in a hundred different ways. So it's, yeah. it's probably easier for them to keep it under lock and key. I think that this is just a preview of all of the quality content we will be receiving when these children reach the ages of, like, having social media.
0: Yes, I Because
1: agree. I feel like they're, like, instant, like, born influencers. You know what I mean? They like, are. Like, they're going to have a career on social media if they want whenever they can start, you know, and I just think it's, it's fascinating to see him. And then like he, he went on TikTok after like deleted his Instagram, which is so funny. Yes. Um, which good for Courtney, honestly, on that point for like reeling that in and being like, listen, you can't do that. Like we need to set some ground rules. And I've always, I've always loved her just for her personality. She's always been like the Kardashian. I feel like I'm drawn to the most. Yeah. I really like her, but I just think, I just think it's so funny that he's like 11 and he's out here, you know, like, hey guys, I'm on my like IG live, like I know, me on TikTok. I'm like Mason. I literally remember the episode
0: where you were born, like <laughs> yes, me too, me too. Like I saw you being birthed. Yes, now, exactly. Now you're doing the IG live. Like it's so funny to me. And yeah. he apparently was saying once he'd gone to TikTok, oh my god, my mom and dad like shut me down. Within days, I had like two point seven million followers and like climbing.
1: Yeah, I think I feel like Courtney's going to be really good about being careful about that. Yeah, because the Kardashians weren't necessarily born into fame. No, you know, like they were older, and even Kendall and Kylie, I feel like were kind of older.
0: Like they weren't. Yeah. Like, like they were in their teens. They were yeah. Like,
1: Whereas like Mason and like all the the their the Kardashians' children, they're like born famous like you totally. all followed their parents like I remember Kylie when she first posted you know like her like giving birth and everybody yeah. it was like a huge thing and these kids have so much fame and I yeah. feel like it's going to be really hard on the parents to kind of control that and like yeah. like what does that say to an 11 year old who joins Instagram and he gets 2.7 million followers in like three days
0: you know like, I know oh. I know. I know. And like that, it's actually wild to me, even that any 11 year old knows about social media, knows about followers, knows how much 2.7 million even is like, yeah, like that must be an extreme circumstance. Yeah.
1: Well, and and I want to know, you know, what that conversation was. I'm sure she sat him down and was like, listen, this is not what you really want this, I mean, she probably got a life lesson, honestly. Yeah. And like yeah. PR, like social media, how to conduct yourself because she was like, Mason, you know, like there's a lot of people looking very hard at your life. I know. And yeah. that's unfair for them because I know like stuff I posted, I wasn't on social media when I was 11. I was on social media when I was like 13 or 14.
0: Yeah, probably 14.
1: And I'm embarrassed by some things I posted then. And oh, we did for not have, sure. I don't, we didn't have Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok. All I have is like facebook totally so and i'm i'm embarrassed on things that pop up on my memories on there you know me too oh
0: for sure like within like the last five years i'm like (laughs) exactly that
1: (laughs) exactly and so now i know people you know who are like nine and they have an instagram they're going live and posting all this stuff and i'm like y'all yeah just wait until you're grown
0: and you look back and you have all this stuff like it just follows you you know like and it's interesting that like people were listening to him, like you're like, you're watching an 11 year old do a live video and you're commenting on it and you're, you're taking advantage of him asking those que- types of questions and then yeah. like, having him respond. Like ugh, it was just like equal parts hilarious and, um, extremely like sad and Cool. Yeah.
1: I thought it was hilarious about his clap back on TikTok. I thought it was such a kid thing to do. Like you take away my Instagram, whatever. I'm just going to go on TikTok. TikTok you know, like, yeah. Take this mom. You don't know what TikTok is, you know, yeah, example, yeah. you're like Mason, we're going to take your phone away if you're not careful. Like,
0: yeah, it's just yes. it's so
1: it's so funny. I think she, I th- I think out of anyone, Courtney's will probably do the best.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's sure. unfair to
1: say to the other sisters. She just no. I, th- like, I, I
0: think. I yeah. think that's fair. Like she has the most uh, life of a life outside of work. Yeah. And fame and fortune and stuff like that, and I think that she wants that for her kids, like as much normalcy. Like you see her. Um, not wanting to participate in keeping up with the Kardashians anymore or like I'm mm-hmm. um, not involving her kids as much etc like yeah so I think that's fair to say for sure yeah
1: I think she'll handle it well just, at one like one day she's not gonna be able to take his phone away anymore so I feel like we're in for a treat
0: some, yeah yeah gonna- some juicy content I'm so excited like for the next generation of like, and I want them to like, I know I just said that this is taking advantage of them, but like spilling the tea, like they have like the inside guide of like oh, yeah. what's actually happening and I'm like ready for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm I'm a little nervous for them. Just like for their own well-being, but I do think it's going to be a good time. I I don't expect, like, the Kardashian, like, fame to die with them. I literally just think they're going to get more famous.
0: I agree, because it's, like, such an empire. So I completely agree with that.
1: I mean, there's so many of them, and now you'll have kids. And then, like, it's just going to get, like, this
0: huge, like, web. It just continues. And, like, when you see your parents working hard on something that they love and, like, wanting to, like, either continue that or – or you just kind of cultivate those same interests as your parents. So like, I can for sure see them like doing that, which again is just like absolutely wild to me. And you've seen North like um, dressing up and like uh, singing in her dad's Mm -hmm. choir and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So like you can already kind of see that um, maybe something in like the the industry is something that I'm yeah. really interested
1: in. I still think they're all, like, babies. I forget. I know, like, I they're know. old now. Like, Mason, I literally, I was like, is he not, like, three? Like, what? Why is he? I know. He's 11. He yeah.
0: yeah. Uh,
1: and I, like, North totally is, like,
0: six. And then I think that they're all pretty – and, like, Penelope is probably six, too. Are they really six? I think so. Or maybe even seven. Like – they're like older for sure. See, that like blows
1: my mind. I still, I literally think of them as like toddlers. Yeah, I know. Me too. And then I totally forget about Kim's other kids. Like it's only North. I know.
0: Saint. I know. Saint. And Chicago. And, Chicago. and yeah. Psalm. See, literally yeah. forgot. I
1: was just going to stop at three. So it's just, I don't Psalm. know. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm- fascinating. Shout out to Mason for going through his rebellious stage at 11.
0: I will say, so I always say, like, if you have the confidence to do an IG live, like, all the power to you. Because I did one this past week. It was, like, terrifying. It was, like,
1: absolutely terrifying. I 110% agree. I have done a few and like it's all fun and games like I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna go live whatever and then I
0: go live and then like no one shows up yeah you're like okay there's four people two of those are my siblings like that's my mom and there's my like aunt (laughs) like
1: yeah and then I feel the need to like come up with it like I always (laughs) I hate myself (laughs) because I start the live and then I'm like I'm gonna wait for people to get on
0: (laughs) yeah and no one gets on (laughs) me no way
1: I'm like I'm waiting for people to get on and then no one gets on and I'm like staring at the camera awkwardly for three minutes and that's and then I think okay well I'm gonna post this like you know on my profile for 24 hours and the first three minutes are just gonna be me waiting for people to get on who never show up and so then I'm like oh people are here hey guys okay I'm gonna get started um (laughs) you know I love that I love that I'm trying to get better. I said, like, when we went into quarantine, I was gonna, like, you know, I'm gonna go on IG Live and talk to people more. And yeah,
0: me too. I get so nervous, like. I know, I know. That's why if you have the confidence of Mason Disick, then yeah, then that's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, really. I wish. I wish. I wish people would just hop on for mine. Honestly, sometimes But I, know. I do. It, I do, thank you. I appreciate that. I do it at like random times, like not really, like optimal viewing times if that makes yeah. sense like I think I went live you know like later one night and then one day in like the middle of the day and this was back when people like were working and stuff and had school so like of course nobody was on
0: yeah and there's because, no excuse now
1: yeah no there's really no ex- <laughs> now if I go live and no one shows up I'm gonna be like well
0: no, all right, it's there. okay thanks Appreciate it. <laughs> really No, I think it's like a great thing to do, especially in quarantine. Like again, just something it's like, it's cute. I I will say that like some of the celebrity ones, I'm like, oh my God, this is like the 40th live that I've seen today.
1: Oh yeah. But
0: I think it's a cute look for us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah.
1: Little indie podcasters out here. We're just out here trying to connect with people.
0: (laughs) Right. I love it. I I just want to say thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, this has been a blast. Honestly, this has been so fun. Good. I'm so, so, so glad. Um, thanks all for listening and thanks Laura for coming on. Do you want to tell the listeners where they can hear more from you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, sure. So you can listen to the 20 fun podcasts anywhere you get your podcasts. Really? I hope so. I hope I'm doing it right. Um, a majority <laughs> of people lip, listen on a- Apple. So
0: yeah, for it's sure. definitely on
1: there and Spotify. Um, but, yeah, follow the podcast um, on Instagram at 20funpod. I, that's where I am. So if you go to my regular Instagram, I'm definitely not there. I'm going to be on the podcast one. So follow it at 20funpod.
0: Thanks again for listening. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow along on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RTBP Podcast. Now that we're back in the swing of things – And it is post-apocalyptic. I can't wait to bring you more content with better audio. uh, And bring back some fan favorite segments like This Week in Petty. Please stay safe and healthy. As always, I'm Tori and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.